Welcome, guys. It is Rana. <laughs> wow, you just messed me totally all up. Anyway. <laughs> we live, right? We're live. <laughs> so live right now. We're so live right now. Okay, guys. It's your girl, Rana. Welcome to Sugar Talk. We are live with... Glenny Moore. Hey. And tonight we are talking about his new book, Hashtag spiritual selfies. Gotta say the hashtag. Gotta hashtag say the hashtag. Spiritual selfies. Yes, definitely. So, um, Glennie, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Glennie, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. I grew, grew up in uh, Northeast Baltimore uh, in the Northwood area. I represent Northwood all the way to Mervo High School. Oh, wow. And then to Morgan State University. Um, from there... Um, I work with uh, mentally ill adults and young adults, and then um, I joined the Baltimore City Public School System. So I've been teaching for um, over 18, 19 years now, Mm -hmm. and I'm still here walking and talking, and uh, I'm grateful. And today, I am an author. Hey! Who would have thought? I'm an author, so I'm excited about that. Awesome, 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 awesome. Uh, welcome, Lisi. That's my sister. She has joined the show. Good evening. What's Good her evening. name? What's her name? Lisi. Hey, Lisi. <laughs> yes. Shout out to Morgan State. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like that. Morgan State. <laughs> yes. So, um, tell us, how did you come to write this book? What well, it came all started? about, you know, social media. Um, it's a big thing now. Mm-hmm. And, um. Uh, social media pretty much uh, shows the celebrated side of our lives. Right, right. Best moments in our lives. With the best atmospheres Mm -hmm. and us doing um, things with people that we love and like. Um, But, you know, I went a little deeper. Um, Mm -hmm. As you see, hashtag, the hashtag is the time that we live in. Again, social media, spiritual. I'm going a little deeper than the external. Right. And then the selfie where, um, you know, we're digging in deep and holding ourselves accountable from the inside out. And that's what the subtitle is, Snapshots from the Inside Out. Oh, wow. Uh, So who really wants to take pictures of their inside, meaning their character? Uh, We're quick to um, show what's going on on the outside and we can make it appear a certain way. Right, true Uh, that. But the character, that's the question. So I wanted to go in on that level. You know, when you you talk about um, people celebrating on uh, basically social media, you you never see, like you said, the bad stuff. You don't see the bad stuff. You always see the the pretty, the makeup. Mm -hmm. But what's really behind the makeup? That's right. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of relationships on social media, social media look great. Mm -hmm. They look, oh, that's a happy couple. But you don't really know what's going on behind closed doors. You really don't. You know, so you, you got a, good, a really good point there. Um, so what, so there are some things in your book that you, like when I first started diving in into the book, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. okay. This is, you know. Took some, some areas, this right? This is pretty good. This is some pretty good. Some personal I mean, yeah, because some... you start thinking about stuff that, you know, that you go through on a day-to-day basis, that's right. you know what I'm saying, and um, and that's what it is—is is daily devotions, um, right? As you turn the pages in which you are, 
in the book you have your daily devotions, which are the selfies, the spiritual selfies. Right. And then you have poems um, in the book as well. So. Right. So um, let's just go ahead and get into this. Okay. Because uh, got something up your sleeve. <laughs> well. You got bookmarkers in there. <laughs> well, let's listen. No, 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 not well. Actually, this is not even where I left off. I don't know how that got there because I was like, oh, yeah. So I just, when did I get to, I got this book this week. Okay. So yeah. I'm kind of late with getting it. How and while you're finding a page, I just want to give a shout out to my followers, friends, and family because I've, I have to apologize because I really underestimated the support I was going to get. Wow. Usually when we promote something, I'll uh, set unit. Sometimes they don't support. Right. So we expect it from the outside. Right, right. I'm grateful and thankful and I'm apologetic because my friends, family, and followers really went out to buy the book, so I'm grateful. Yeah, you really don't you really don't know who your supporters are until they it actually it's time to support you. Right. So that's good. That's actually good because that's true very true statement. Um and cause, because I've done a lot of businesses in the past and mm-hmm. a lot of family members don't support. However, people you don't know mm-hmm. will support you. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's crazy, but that's great. That sure. is awesome. That's good that you have your family behind you. But um, so um, I had a question about uh, soulmates. 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 So let's talk about it. Yes. On page ninety six it's it talks about soulmates um are developed during uh marital acquaintance. Okay. Okay. Why do you say that? So the the selfie says soulmates are developed during marital acquaintance. The commitment in the trenches is how they are created. So a lot of people um, you know, they, they go out and they meet uh, a possible mate. And um, they look in their eyes, they look at the exterior, and they'll immediately think, that's my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Or they may click in certain ways, and it makes them their soul, soulmate. Well, I'm, okay, go, go ahead, ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm going to let you finish. Let me, yeah, let me finish. <laughs> I'm going to let you go in. <laughs> right. But I, I truly believe that soulmates uh, are created in the trenches. Um, I have to go and, and speak personally with my wife. Um, it wasn't easy in the... 17 years that we've been married right. and um, we've invested, we've committed, uh, we've broken apart, we've uh, been through a lot and uh, we've been through the trenches and we're here uh, to share our testimony um, that we survived that by the grace of God. Let me be clear, okay. by the grace of God. Right. So I do believe that um, soulmates um, are developed over the, over the years and that's where you show and prove. Um, so that's what I believe. That's where that selfie comes from. So you don't think that soulmates can be soulmates in the beginning like you're saying that they have to go in the trenches to to, in order to get that connection but I feel like you can get that connection a little bit earlier than that I mean I think I found my soulmate we're not together and we probably never will be together but I mean that it is what it is however we were never married well I I connected with a lot of women and um, they're no longer with me. Right. And um, you but, say connected because I went by what you said. You said um, you connected with a person initially, and I think that we all may have a connection with some someone connection, whatever that motivation is. Again, physical attraction. You might like the same restaurant. You may like the same movies. Um, but when the storms come, right? When the storms come, when the um, 
you know, when you, you may bring um, different family dynamics or um, it may be some um, issues that that spouse may have or that uh, person may have that you don't know about. Are you going to hang in there? That's what really so that's, shows. That's what your meaning of soulmate is? That's so Okay. Yes. So that's what I, I think that we had different meanings of soulmate. And that's why I said, uh, I think I'm connected with my soulmate. However, mm-hmm. we're not together. Just because we're not together doesn't mean that we're not soulmates. Okay. You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like just because we're not married. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what? Would you see that will identify your soulmates just because you think it in we your can, mind? Because we connected in a in a in a manner without dealing with one another. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, de- wait a minute. What you mean by dealing now? Without dealing or managing um, in each other's lives, how well, could you be soulmates? Okay, so without getting too deep into okay. this, um, <laughs> <laughs> we were high school. Okay. And then, so we parted our ways or whatever. Right. But then later on in years, mm-hmm. we connected again okay. and came back together. And then, of course, but it just, it wasn't, I, I think it was just wasn't the right time, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like I'm, that was my soulmate that I was connected, really connected to that person. I know you're saying connected and soulmate, but I mean, that's how I, uh, the two together. Well, I, I, I do think, I believe, I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't agree. Uh, I think a soulmate, when you talk about a soulmate, is someone, uh, you know, because two mates together is a whole lot of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, understanding. It's a lot of listening. There's a lot of developing things. That, as a man, initially when I got married, I didn't know how to listen. Um, you know, in the marriage, I've developed that skill to listen to my wife. Right. Um, I surely didn't have patience. Hey. And I remember my <laughs> dad. My dad was um, married to my mom over 50 years. And the one thing that I saw that they modeled was patience. Mm-hmm. They didn't always agree. Right. Um, but they, you know, endured the test of time. Right. So. Okay. Soulmates. I, I, okay, I hear you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Tracy, welcome to the show. Uh, Tracy, Tracy is a regular. What's up, Tracy? <laughs> um, yeah, so another thing I had in here talking about. Um, uh-oh, Tracy says, I found my soulmate when I lost her. Mm. She always said that I would miss her when she was gone, and and so I'm assuming that you miss her now that she's gone, Tracy. I think a soulmate is somebody that you're still with, walking with, and learning, and uh, you know, calling on the Lord that to you know to to uh, aid at those times when um, you're weak or when you're going mm-hmm. through, and mm-hmm. the decisions you make, all those things your soulmate is involved in, right? So, um, I don't think, I think that's, you know, that's almost like somebody you may have a crush on. In, in your <laughs> mind, that's your mate. You might have a crush, but they yeah, don't. That's right. That's right. <laughs> something to think about. Um, okay, so I had another question about the marriage builds relationship and not partnership. Mm. 50-50 isn't the goal, but a three-court fellowship. Explain. I, initially, when I first got married, 
um, just like everyone else, I heard the 50-50, um, the whole idea of 50-50, mm-hmm. and um, I no longer um, believe in that. It should be 100-100. Um, I think that you, you know, whatever you experienced in your life um, or in the past or in the present, that you manage it in a way that the Lord leads you as well as your mate and you guys bring that together. So um, a lot of times you have the 50-50 idea. When you do the 50-50 thing, then you're dependent upon your mate to define you. The reality is, and, you know, my wife made it clear that okay for me to share this. Um, Initially in our marriage, you know, I didn't know how to deal with some of the things she was angry about. And um, initially in the marriage, I allowed her anger to define my behavior. Mm. And I can't do that. I got to keep it moving. So you got to be careful with that 50-50 idea. So when you say 50-50, because I think when people say 50-50 in their minds, they're saying that you get 50 and I get 50, but you're saying that it should be 100 on both ends. It's so much. When I got married, it was so much I didn't know. Right. It was so much I had to develop as a man and what I thought was a man. Or, again, I watched the model of my uh, parents mm-hmm. over the years and uh, I just was in awe on how they managed themselves how they were so different but still um, was together mm-hmm. and um, you know I don't believe in magic I believe that the Lord brought them together to show me how to do it so those instincts came in hand over time in my own marriage again when I started dealing with it initially I didn't know how to, I, I didn't handle it properly right. but then those instincts that I saw from my parents to endure it um, you know, those things eventually came about. So you don't cons- so you don't consider a part you don't want to be in a partnership, you want to be in a relationship. I understand that part. But a partnership is, you know, again, both of you giving. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I hear the the hundred percent. I, I get that. But at the same time, I think I would want both. I want both the relationship and the partnership. Right. Because we're doing it together. Right, but I think when you talk about, because love is about giving, right? Right. But I think I didn't know how to give. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, in making myself 100 and man developing as a man, you know, I'm able to do things now or, or to love my wife the way I need to or the way the Lord would have me to uh, love her um, because I'm taking care of myself. Right. You know, so that's so, what I mean as well. So, is that the key? So, what is the key to actually. Because when you're saying that, I hear, like, you have to stop and listen. Like like you said, patience is one. Listening is two. Communication. Yeah, definitely communication. Mm -hmm. And um, hearing what the woman says. But what if you, okay, so you stop, you listen, and you're hearing. Mm -hmm. But what if you don't act? All right. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to share from one of the poems quickly. Um, Again, a poem from my new book, Hashtag Spiritual Selfies, and it's going to give you an idea and answer that question. Ministry starts early in the morning. Serving my spouse is very important. I invite the Lord to enable me accordingly, ensuring my heart and mind is flexible and warming. Whether I'm up to it or not, gestures and words count. God's word must flow in me before they come out. Seeking for discernment for the necessary provisions. Adhering to the Holy Spirit while positioning to listen. My awareness allows me to stay in tune. It eliminates a disconnect while giving Satan room. My prayers rebuke the notion of negative consumptions. 
prioritizing the Lord's instructions for spiritual adjustment, investing with encouragement, caressing, and intimacy, constantly kissing, supporting, praying, and listening. I am respecting him, and I am loving her, orchestrated unconditional love, enhancing where we are. Even when we undeserve and are doing opposition, I'm not responding to the person, but the spiritual position. Therefore, listeners, as we wake up in the morning to start the day, by the by choice, the flesh was defeated because I did it God's way. You ask me what what's, what's the secret or what it is, mm-hmm. it's the Lord. It's the grace of God mm-hmm. that got me through my marriage. If I share some of the things that me, my wife and I have gone through, mm-hmm. it's the grace of God. So in me seeking him and making myself complete through him and my wife doing the same, um, that's what has brought us through. And that's my testimony. And I, you know, sure some people out there um, may have the same one or not. Right, right, right. Amen. That was good. That was real good. Um, Tracy said, I did 75-25. I like the 100 for both people. <laughs> Bills paid and money in the bank. <laughs> I heard that. 75-25. Um, but yeah, so that was good. Uh, I appreciate that and, uh, and the, the poem. Um, I think, you know, when you are in a marriage, it's definitely work. Oh, it's work. It's definitely work, and both parties have to be willing to work at the relationship or work on the relationship Mm -hmm. Um, because it does take time. And, you know, people are in it, um, people who have been married for a long time, Mm -hmm. I'm quite sure it's not always, you know, icing on the cake. I I know that it's not. Mm -hmm. And people do go through things, but again, listening. Being patient, communication is key, and you definitely got to love the other person. Do you think that people fall out of love? Well, for me, it's not a feeling. Um, love for me um, is a choice and a decision, mm-hmm. um, and it's a choice that I made in, in my in my marriage, and that that choice can't be broken. I can't go by my feelings and the seasons changing, and maybe me losing a job or my wife getting sick or the kids acting up. Those can't be reasons. I made right. a choice to love her, right. and um, and and that's it. It's not negotiable. I failed. Um, I've disappointed her. Um, she's disappointed me. She's failed. But I made a choice to love her. So, Amen. yeah, love co- comes along. Yeah, that's <laughs> and so that doesn't mean that we walking down the street a perfect couple. Right, right, right. I right. want to be very clear that right. we failed. The love um, comes Passes along to assist. Yeah, and, and so, and not to get off subject, and so, but um, just a tiny bit. Go ahead. But um, watching, because I watch a lot of Ratchet TV. Sorry. Okay. Hip hop wives and all that uh, stuff. Hip hop wives. Atlanta, Atlanta housewives and oh, love and hip hop. Okay. But um, so on love and hip hop, they have um, uh, gosh, what is her name? What is her name? Rashida and her husband Kurt. Mm-hmm. They've been married for a long time. Like they've been together since high school. True. And um, of course, they've had their ups and downs and mm-hmm. been through a lot. I mean, he is really put her through a lot right. and he also had a baby outside of the marriage mm-hmm. and, and she's still with her now mm-hmm. looking in I would have I was like there's no way I would have to leave Pretend. you know what I mean I couldn't have done it mm-hmm. you know but 
they they're still together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the the child now is like one. He might be two. The one the child the, is outside, outside the, the marriage, marriage right? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they just celebrated another anniversary. I don't know what year they're on, mm-hmm. but. They were saying love conquers all. You know, right. she loved him through all of that mess. Right. Well, my mindset with that, what you're alluding to, is the Lord is not finished with me. Amen. Right? Mm-hmm. So why should I be finished with my marriage? Mm-hmm. But everybody doesn't think like that. Yeah, but I have to. Everybody doesn't think like that. Look, I'm a piece of work. <laughs> But I, I can only, I would love to have your wife on the show because I would love to hear her. Some stuff. Right, no, no, exactly. I, I would love to hear her. Fire right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had baby cut me off and delete me right now. Oh my God, yeah. No, I'm, I'm sure. sure she's saying listen. Amen right now. <laughs> go ahead. Listen, women go through so much, and mm-hmm. men, and it's so hard because, you know, men can just pick up and go. Yeah. And, and and it's like women, we're these emotional creatures and you know it, it's tough, man. It's really tough. So I can only imagine, you know, going through my stuff, I can only imagine what your wife went through, but I don't know and what I go through as well. Well, so, you know what? I you know it's both I apologize. Ways. We already it's, talked about a hundred hundred, right? <laughs> it is both ways, y'all. Both so ways. you are absolutely correct. And um so, you know, let me get to this question. Or let's see, because um, Tracy has something here. What is Tracy talking? About? Amen. Where was your book at when I was married uh, at the time? Steve Harvey had a book out for the women. What a man thing. Uh, I ain't really, I wasn't really crazy about that mm. whole uh, book TV the the movie that he had out. Wow. I wasn't too crazy about that. Uh, think like a man, act like a woman, or something like that. What was it? Something like that. Well, people I, are searching. So, you know, that immediate gratification that appears to be successful, people run with it. Yeah, just, I don't want to act or think, I don't want to act like a woman, think like a man. I want to think like a woman, act like a woman. You know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't have to act like you to to make it with you. You know what I'm saying? For us to get to. Mm-hmm. Through whatever we got to get through, I don't right. think that's necessary. so. What do you think about the ninety day rule and all that? That's eh, well, eh, well, anyway, we ain't gonna talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> all that kind of stuff. I mean, no. it sounds good, right? But it, it is tough, man. You, it is really, really tough. And mm-hmm. um, you know, like I told you earlier, we do a segment on uh, dating and relationship every first Wednesday, and mm-hmm. it's it's huge. Right. It's huge because there are a lot of single people out there. Absolutely. Um, and it's tough for us. And it's really tough for a person like myself because I don't really go anywhere. Right. Um, church, work, home. Mm-hmm. Where you want to go? That's the thing. I don't want to go nowhere. <laughs> I don't really want to go anywhere. You know, but, you know, at times it do get a little lonely. But at, right. but at the same token, I thought about this thing. And I guess we'll have to talk about that on my uh, on the on the relationship segment. But mm-hmm. it's like I don't even know how I would act now if I ha- I've been single for so long. In a relationship, yeah, It'd be awkward, very awkward, especially in these days and times. Listen, mm-hmm. and these guys today, they just like ugh. Well, and girls, hey, yeah. and then you got to think, like you said, you were honest that you haven't been out there in a while, so um, you know. You know, where do you fit in? 
Or what are you looking for? Or, that and I, yeah. my tolerance level yeah. is not what it used to be. Let me tell you something. Man, yeah, it just... <laughs> but see, that's <laughs> why when we talked about soulmates, you can't walk out that door and, and find someone that you just connected with mm-hmm. or may have an attraction to. Mm-hmm. I've been through that. I'm going to read a couple selfies that lends to what you're talking about. Okay. Now, this is going to be controversial. So, Tracy and, and Lisi, <laughs> they may start stuff when I read this stuff. Uh-oh. Look, these are some things that you guys may not agree with me, okay? But these are the things that's in my book, Hashtag Spiritual Selfies. Unmarried sexual involvement appears simple. However, your body is not a hotel. It's a temple. I'm able to say that because I lived that lifestyle and it didn't get me anywhere. Then you have, if your hand is naked of a wedding ring, mm-hmm. you should save yourself from being naked until then. Hey. That's just Glenny Moore speaking. These are the <laughs> selfies that you're going to get in my book. Mm-hmm. Sexual involvement before marriage darken what's really in sight. Caution red flags of destruction appear to have green lights. So these are the things, you know, that's in the book that encourage us and reminds us, you know, um, a lot of us are, you know, you mentioned the word lonely. You know, we'll go out there and we take chances with things. Mm-hmm. And um, But I think that we really need to work on ourselves to see where we are in the Lord and, and, and go from there. And so, okay. And so tell people or the single folks, mm-hmm. what do you do in those weak moments? So what are you supposed to do? You pray. That's you it. Pray. Pray. You pray with expectation. Mm-hmm. You pray that the Lord will make a way. And then it may be some. It takes one to no one. So if that man is out there for you and um, he's perfect for you, are you really ready? Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you're that 100% right. because it takes one to no one. Yeah. You probably don't know what's right for you okay, because exactly. you're probably not completely where you're supposed to be. I, so that's what, we, that's what we all have to do. We have to make sure that we're if, in that single life I'm talking right, about. Right, right, right. Uh, but even when, you know, again, when I got married, um, this brother wasn't right. You know, it was just as awkward as being single because now I have to conduct myself in the way I'm responsible for that woman. Right. I'm taking care and protecting that woman. Right. And the reality is I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to practice it in my own marriage, even though I saw my mom and dad, you know, I still had to learn it. Mm -hmm. So, um, dang it. I had a question. Bring it, bring the heat. Sugar Um, talk. (laughs) I had a question about, um, dang it. I'm getting old, y'all. This is what you call old age. Um, anyway. <laughs> oh, so you had in your book about um, a man, uh, a woman being successful. Hold on, let me read it. Don't be a woman that needs a man to succeed. Seek the Lord to become that godly man desires and needs. My question is. Suppose the woman was already a godly woman. What if she was already successful? What if she was all of the things before the man came into the life? And the reason why she's where she is now is because she was in that relationship that was sour. And so she took to the Lord. And so this is how she she's now successful. She's now godly. She's now walking that path in the single life. So, so what about her desires and what about her needs? Well, again, we go back to the trenches again. Um, 
you know, individually. And I and I have to apologize because mm-hmm. you're talking from a married perspective, I'm from a married and I'm perspective. coming from a single. Perspective. But I was single before. I'm saying so, but I'm looking at now. I'm just gonna use myself in it as an example. I okay. feel like I am a successful woman. Right. Um, I am a godly woman. Yeah. And I'm you know making things happen okay. without a man. Right. But because of what I went through and the things that went on in my relationship carried me where I am now. It, it motivated me to get to where I am now mm-hmm. because of what I went through. So as a woman, um, you were successful. You named all the attributes that we call a successful woman. But when you bring another person into your life, then you have to look at it differently because now you have to respect that man and you have Absolutely. to know um, his experience and, and his flaws and you have to re- react and respond to those things now. So you may be where you are. I thought I was a, a pretty good guy. I thought I was a good guy, um, a, a respectful guy. I come Your from a wholesome family. <laughs> she thought I was too and I, I tricked her, right? So, so, you know, we can't, you know, measure it that way. That's why we have to, um, our anchor has to be bigger than ourselves. Mm-hmm. Our anchor has to be bigger than our feelings. For me, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That was my anchor um, that pulled me through. Um, but a lot of people weigh on their physical abilities. A lot of people weigh on their bank account. And those things, yeah. they, they, they wither away. So I have a question, but there's a few questions here. So um, Tracy says, I'm with all of that, but, but, she got but. A but. This is a guy. Okay. I've been waiting for the right woman, mm-hmm. but she is taking her time and I'm going to wait on her. She's waiting. He's, He's waiting, waiting on her. On a white right woman. Well, I've been waiting for the right woman, but she is taking her time. You're waiting. This is Tracy. Yes, Tracy. You you you, you see me and Amy, right? <laughs> Rather than wait for the right person, you be the right person, and that person will come. That person will will show up. You be the right person. Don't wait for the right person. All right. You got that, Tracy? Be the right person. Don't wait for the person. All right. Okay. Uh, Lisi says, do you think women should look, quote unquote, for a man or should she wait for the right man to find her? I think that when you're single, you better enjoy it while you can. And uh, because once you take um, a marriage on, mm. Um, Talk about you're it. going to be challenged in ways that you you're not going to be as excited as you are right now of of anticipating a, a mate because it's a challenge if it's a true true marriage that's built around um, you guys wanting to endure over time. So enjoy while you're married now, but once you do get married or once that person come about, you have to work on uh, work on uh, your walk. Uh, meanwhile, are you prepared that when that person comes, for example, I mentioned earlier that, again, my wife, and again, she allowed me to, to share this, mm-hmm. she um, had an, has an anger issue. So initially in the marriage, I had to respond to that anger. And um, again, I thought I was a pretty good guy, paid the bills, this, that, and the other. But when that surfaced, I had to respond. Are you ready for that? When you find that mate? 
That mate may be beautiful. That mate may have everything going on. But I guarantee you there's going to be some issues that arise. You have to girdle yourself and strengthen yourself in the Lord to endure yourselves in any relationship. Did I answer the question? She said, he said, I hate you. I like Tracy. Did Tracy go to Morgan? (laughs) I like that. Um... It was something you said. I'm telling you, I'm losing you're it right. tonight. You're just you're throwing it at me. Tonight. I'm trying to throw a little mm. something at you, but uh, um, dang it. Go ahead. You all right? Why you doing that? All right. Food by feelings, because what we do, we incorporate our feelings and relationships so much. But you have to know, in my book, hashtag Spiritual Selfies, I have a poem that's called Food by Feelings. Listen real, real quick. Feelings may last for a moment, whether happy or sad, mad or glad, busy or lonely. Every emotion or event can suddenly rearrange. The highs and lows remind me, feelings change. I must examine where my feelings come from. Resistant to apply past emotion to what's presently done. Aware that discernment is beyond desires or simply wanting something. If it surpasses the Lord's place and time, I can't trust it. Feelings should not distract or supersede faith. Whether it's a job, material item, goal, or make. So the bottom line is we have to strengthen ourselves in the Lord to re- respond to ourselves and to respond to a mate. So let me ask you a question. Just now I remember what my question was. Right. So do you think that in the beginning uh, a, a couple can be unequally yoked, but then find the Lord and then become one? Well, the Bible tells us that we um, you shouldn't be right? um, unequally yoked. But let's say if you have one that's saved, and one that's it's not, not saved, mm-hmm. then and you're already well. I would tell you you shouldn't get married. Right. But if you are married and you get saved, and then your mate is not saved, you have to pray. Mm-hmm. You have to pray for the Lord to work on their hearts, and then you lead by example right. of what the Lord is doing in your life to intrigue that person for that person to eventually give them lives, their lives to Christ. Mm-hmm. That's the way it go. A quick story, uh, my father. Um, the, the, the dedication for my book, Hashtag Spiritual Self, I dedicated to my father. My father was a good man, a noble man, a wonderful man, and revered and loved by many. But my father didn't know the Lord. So before um, and, uh, he turned 80 and he was, you know, sickly, um, you know, on, on, in the hospital, um, he, had, he had, you know, I told him that, you know, it has to be bigger than just being a good man, yeah. you know. And, um, and a noble man. And um, he eventually gave his life to, you know, Christ. Yeah. And then he went on to pass away the next year. Wow. So um, it's important. That's that's the bottom line. We need to, to give our lives to Christ and live for the Lord. And that's, that's what I'm doing. So that's where I am, guys. So I know you may be coming from somewhere else, but that's where Glenn is. So how do, so how do you talk to um, someone who's 25 or... Ooh. You, you understand what I'm well, saying? Well, I have like, a 27-year-old daughter. Okay. Well, and as far as dating? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because everybody's not going to find the perfect one. Like, you hear the stories of how uh, Sierra prayed for her husband. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? The other, the singer, uh, Fantasia, says mm-hmm. she prayed for her husband. And, and now they have, you know the perfect man or the man that was for them, right. so to speak. 
I mean, and, and again, we're talking about social media, so we see what's mm-hmm. what they've created on social media, but do we really know what's behind closed doors? No, we don't. However, it appears to be like they got they have a good a good thing going on. Well, so you want me to address the twenty five year old or twenty seven year old? Yeah, sorry, I know. I'm kind of and then so and then um, the artist who prayed for that husband. Right, so, so the wives prayed, right, and then I guess he came, he found her. As Lisey was talking about, should we look for or should the man find us? Well, I, I can only share an experience. Let me be very clear. I am not a relationship guru. Or I'm not <laughs> claiming to be, right. you know, and come out with a relationship book. That's right. not going to happen probably. But I'm just sharing from experience. I'm so proud of my 27-year-old daughter because she was, and this is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. She was dating her boyfriend um, um, for some time, and um, but they seemed to not be going to the next level. Um, so they questioned it, and they broke apart. Mm-hmm. Usually in that scenario, you have the fighting, the argument, the knocking down the doors, and all that stuff that you see on social media and television. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter handled and managed it in a mature fashion where they split apart respectfully and you know and she what she did after that she went and got counseling Mm. so again she went for the spiritual wealth in order to you know maybe come back to it again or someone else but she prepared herself her idea was to prepare herself accordingly so she went to do her homework to see how she can improve herself if that he is her husband or there's another man out there for okay. her. Right. So do you, so I kind of think this, because my daughter too, she's actually, you know, um, and we actually talked about this on our last Relationship Chronicle show. Mm-hmm. She, her now fiance, waited, not really waited for her, he went after her for 10 years. Like wow. he, he, you know, this was his wife. Okay. This was his in his, his, mind. In his mind. This mm-hmm. is my wife, mm-hmm. and so he waited, and then she was like off the break, like, "Dude, I'm not into you like that." Wow. But he kept going, and he kept going, and now mm-hmm. they're together, and it's like the best thing ever. Really? You know, so Are they married? um, they're getting married. Okay, they're getting married. They he proposed. It was the whole shebang and mm-hmm. surprise her and everything. It was great, but um, you okay. know, I'm very proud of the two of them. So what? Do you, so what do you think happened in that for that? Um, to happen that way. I think God opened her eyes and she had other people in her ears. Okay. And, um, you know, when you have, and that's the other thing too, for me, you have to keep your family out of your relationship Mm -hmm. and your friends Mm -hmm. because everybody doesn't want to see you happy. Everybody doesn't want to, misery loves company. True. You know, and so I think um, a lot of people were jealous Mm-hmm. And they just didn't want to see her happy, mm-hmm. you know. I approved of him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a great guy. And I mean, when I say he takes care of her, okay. she doesn't have a, a care in the world. Right. You know, he 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 really is that guy. So over the ten years, so probably the Lord is working some things out in your door. Yeah. So you know, you know the, mm-hmm. one time she finally decided to to go on a date with him, and mm-hmm. she said she saw him in a different way. Right. So and I think, and eyes. I think another thing, especially when you talk about. Um, the young adult, I think, and I'm again, I'm going from experience, sure. and I'm not, you know, 
happy to say the things that I'm saying, but when you cloud, um, you know, that path with, with sex, when you cloud that path with um, not dealing with issues that you may have in the past, when you cloud that path with unforgiveness and anger mm-hmm. and all those spirits and things like that, mm-hmm. when you bring all that baggage mm-hmm. into the situation, um, I think that's what a lot of times keep us from really um, coming together with our soulmate. Right. So, I mean, that's a, that's a big thing. And a lot of us won't admit it. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that are already married and may even know the Lord that still have those burdens that they're carrying and not maximizing the potential in their marriage. Wow. So that's what it is. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes, indeed. So, um, now this is kind of random. So I know we we're talking about your book and I did have another little thing that, um, I commend you on writing. <laughs> Why desires, uh, wives desire husbands to say I love you. Mm. Likewise, <laughs> husband desires uh, desire wives to say I respect you. Now I agree with that, but I think women um, want the respect as well. You know, we I know it, it just kind of looks one sided right. here. However, in my personal life, I think because every woman goes to through something different, mm-hmm. and, and I know in my marriage I didn't, I didn't feel respected. Okay. So, it would have to go both ways for me. But, I mean, I totally agree with that. Well, it, it does go both ways. But what we ultimately require, a man requires respect. respect. Amen. And a woman requires love. So, um, you know, and when you talk about love for a man to a woman, that means I'll die for my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have to. Um, I have to love her like Christ loved the church. Amen. So that means I'm going to have to go through some pain and suffering. That means I'm going to have to go through some pain and suffering as a man in order to love my wife. What a man requires, um, you know, we require our woman, um, you know, to respect us. You know, we need our our egos massaged. We really do. (laughs) Women typically don't need Need that that the way we need Mm -hmm. that. Not that we don't tell you you look nice and things like that, but we need a little, we like little kids <laughs> and we need that type of attention. So it's not saying that it's, you know, only, you know, men um, get the respect. It's, it's vice versa, but right. we really require the respect. You guys require the love. Is it, is it a thing where, because when you grew up, you know, you had to be the tough guy, you know, mm. boys always have to, they learn to be tough and, um, you know, be strong, don't cry, you know, men, you know, men don't cry and that type of thing. Well, I don't know if it's that. I think we're wired with, I believe that we're wired differently. Right. And I don't, I don't, if you would have asked me a few years ago, I would get into the masculine part of it. But I think it's a little more than that. Um, we need to know that we're needed. Okay. 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 Um, when my, you know, my wife, if I see my wife out there fixing a flat tire, I'm going to have a problem with that, you know? <laughs> I'm going to have a problem with that, okay? Right. So, I think that for her to look to me to resolve that issue, right. gotcha. that's respect. Right, right, right. You right. know, in that way. So, and for me to protect my wife and provide for my wife um, is what I'm called to do. She needs to know that she um, is protected and provided for. That's the way I, you know, love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you cook for her? I cook for her. Absolutely. Can you cook? I cook. I can, can I you can cook, cook? 
That's what I need to know. In between writing spiritual <laughs> selfies, I'm cooking. <laughs> Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Tracy said, "Now you see why I said I can wait on the woman I want." Now you see why I said I can wait. Yeah. You got to make sure you're right, Tracy. You know, and I'm still trying to get it. And um, you know, when I read the Bible, you know, when I think I'm there, the reality is I'm not because I'm constantly forgetting. I have to constantly oh, forget. Absolutely. You know, you talk about two sinners. Two sinners in the same household living together. It's a lot of forgiveness there, man. And a lot of people nowadays are just giving up, you know. And But again, and I said this with the example you gave, the Lord is not finished with me. So who do I think I am to be finished with my wife? And I'm crazy. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Listen. That's good stuff. Um, I haven't finished the book yet. I am going to finish the book, however. Um, mm -hmm. So far, so good. And like I said, I did have some, you know, mm -hmm. questions about those few mm -hmm. little things. But I had something really random. Oh, oh my goodness. You ready? I'm ready. This is crazy because I saw this today on my way home. Um, I saw cops pull over mm -hmm. a car. And the guy was already out of the car and they were like searching the car and they had him handcuffed and of course you know he was one of us wow. and I, how do you feel when you when you see cops down pull over can I tell you how I feel I want to know exactly how you feel in a poem and this is again this is just this random. just came up if this was the day yeah today on my way home okay yeah and you know we go around saying black lives matter right right, right. well I want y'all to know again you guys may uh this is Glennie's perspective. Okay. okay. Yeah. All lives matter. And I'm going to apply this to what you just brought up. Okay. My heart is troubled by the events that have taken place. A demonstration of violence and hatred involving different races. We are experiencing unfair and unjust tragedies. Supernatural intervention are necessary for the healing of families. However, Christians should see something different in sight. It's an opportunity to witness and minister as salt and light. We can't get caught up in a social and political uproar. Our anger may develop into hate, rage, or even more. There are many racial issues that need to be dealt with, but the big picture is sin, mm. not just the racist. We can't allow our emotions to get the best of us, right. or Satan's job is done by persuading the rest of us. Satan would do anything to make believers surrender. He will turn our love to hate by copying our offenders. Satan uses hurt to draw our emotions, a plot to disturb a community with division and commotion. Wow. So, you know, when you see that, you know, show us race, racial issues. You know, my wife bring that up a lot of times. I think she get angry a lot of the things we see on television and social media. Sure, yeah. It is an issue. Let me be very clear. But at the end of the day, it's sin. It's sin that needs to be addressed. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off. Sin in the sense that, okay, so just take for me, for example, because mm -hmm. I felt some type of way seeing that guy mm -hmm. out there. I mean, it was in the middle of the road. Right. On, on, and when we're talking about Route 50, I mean, why? First of all, why didn't get put? Not that I need to know why, but mm -hmm. I, I just felt some type of way well, that, seeing him standing there like that. Right. And I think that's, you know, Satan getting the best of us at times. 
Because when I sit up, I, I get those feelings, but we talked about feelings. But again, the way we will respond to that will be no different than that police officer. So we got to be careful and um, look at that matter the right way. Uh, the bottom line is it's one race, I believe. It's one race. Right. Not getting caught up in the black and white thing, even though there's some unfair and unjust, situa- unjust situations there. But the issue is, it's probably that police officer has issues um, um, outside of, of just being a racist. How he was raised. Right. It goes further than that. Yeah, absolutely. He may have um, an anger issue and, and things like that and taking it out on um, our young men. So it's sad. It's, it saddens my heart. And I, so I know how you, you feel when it comes to that. But um, it is a bigger picture, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get caught up with the, the racial stuff so much. Right. Other than as people, um, I think we have an issue. And to me, that's sin. That, yeah, we do. We do have a big issue. And it does go. I think it does go both ways. But um, I, I, I guess I'm just biased mm-hmm. because of who I am. Right. And that's OK, because that's just my opinion. Right. However, um, you know, I guess we just have to continue to pray, and especially because I have sons, yeah. and I, you know, it's scary, man. Yeah. It's really, really scary. And that's where you know we have to pray. I mean, I, man, I'm thinking of my 16 year old when she's 21. How's this world going to be? Right. So, I'm, and, and I mean, it, mm-hmm. there's they're stopping women. You know, yeah. look at Sandra Bland. They, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying she's no longer here. Right. So, I mean, it goes both ways. It's scary. And yes, we do have to continue to pray. You know, listen, I got to stay prayed up. And I pray on my way to work every single morning. Um, you know, that is how I start my day right. by praying um, just to make sure my day goes well. Just watch the news. Listen. The news is it's a beast. <laughs> listen. The news is something else. And so I, you know, um, like you said, um, my wife and I, we pray every morning. We pray for our children, mm-hmm. pray for my grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a wicked world. Amen. And we all need something bigger than ourselves to get us through it. Get it through, yeah, definitely. Um, Bernard Fogg says, powerful poem, Glenn. I would like to congratulate Glenn for his book. My man, Bernard. That's <laughs> Northwood Love Day. <laughs> Amen. Well, um... I just had to bring that up because I, like I said, I saw that on my way home and, you know, we're, we're dealing with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and across the board and it, it starts high, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, you know, again, our guy sits high That's right. and he looks low. That's right. I'm not so concerned about the White House more than my own house. Right. So, and you I, know, and I'll tell you something, Lenny, mm-hmm. I was caught up for a minute. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are caught up where I was coming home every single day watching CNN. Mm-hmm. I mean, I stayed on CNN. Yeah. Like, the kids would come home and I'm, mm-hmm. that, that's the first thing I turn on. Right. I was really caught up and now I'm just like, okay, let me back up from this because this is not my life and it was consuming me, right. you know, and, um, and it makes you angry. It makes you angry and all kinds of feelings, but then you'll end up Making decisions like the people we don't like. Exactly. And I mean, you start to, and you know what's so crazy though? But because he is in the house, he has brought out a lot of people that you would have never thought what who they are, right. you know, and they're on the job, yeah. you know, and it's scary. It's kind of scary a little bit. No, a whole lot. Uh, so, um, 
But um, yeah, Tracy said, my son is a cop and most of the people that I know ask me, how do I feel about? Um, I'm happy for him that he, he has a job and stuff. I just pray for him. So you, so you, are you scared that he, um, you know, because he is a cop, he might, yeah, you know, get, get, get up into something that, mm-hmm. you know, he could just get caught up into something. You know what I'm saying? Cause can you, can you imagine, I, I mentioned to you earlier when you asked, I've been in the school system for years, okay. right? So I deal with the kids firsthand. Mm-hmm. I can imagine what police officers face on a daily basis. Yo, listen, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. watching a video today mm-hmm. where a kid was in the teacher's, I mean, in his personal space. Yeah. And like he, yeah. I, I'm like, yeah. what is yeah. up with these kids? Well, I'm in high school now. I see that kind of stuff every single Ooh. day. Yeah, so, they don't get paid enough to do all of that. I'm sorry. Right. I'm so, sorry. So that's why, you know, teachers are special. So I just want to give teachers, you know, <laughs> Definitely a, a shout, shout out. Um, keep the faith. Right. Because you're going to need it. And that's another reason why I wrote the book as well. I needed a tool. You know, you read your word. You go to church. You go to Bible study. But I needed a, maybe a, a tool, a quick pickup tool. Um, to encourage me daily, because mm-hmm. the Bible tells us to encourage ourselves. Sure. Yeah. So that's another reason why I wrote spiritual selfie. So you know, maybe a morning you wake up and just read the selfie for the day, mm-hmm. and um, to encourage yourself to get through the day, because it's a challenge. It is a challenge. Now, how do you balance everything? Like, how did you balance writing a book, your wife, your kids, you know, working a nine to five? How did you well, balance they, all of that? I balanced it because they're part of the book. My challenges as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, my challenges as a husband. Mm-hmm. Um, it really initially, be quite frank with you, and I asked my wife this a while ago, that um, I watched some of her issues, and I just didn't know how to respond. So I took the, the paper and the pen and started writing it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that was a release. And then, you know, I used to go to work because I work with um, mentally ill as well. Mm-hmm. And I used to see the issues there. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm looking beyond, you know, the surface. Nothing is really surprising to me. I've already prayed, um, prayed on these matters. And sometimes I just put it on paper and pen. So that's how the, you know, book and the poems came about. Yeah. So you kept, you kept a journal? I kept a journal. You know, I got books and books and books and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I just came up with the whole idea of spiritual selfie. But, I, you know, I know people want a quick read. You know, nowadays people don't want to read, so I got a quick read, <laughs> spiritual selfie, and um, where you can have the daily devotion along with the poems. Right. Okay. So, yeah, everybody's on the e-reader now and yes. <laughs> listening to books on their way to work and such stuff as that. So, um, but yeah. So, Glenny, um, I had another poem for you, but go ahead. Okay. Oh, I mean, um, go ahead. Say what you said. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead with your um, um, with your poem. I know this is probably one of my my first ones, and um, a lot of people again deal with this issue. Um, addressing anger. Okay. Sleeping with anger. This permits the possibility of various dangers. I am consumed with unresolved factors, considering my feelings rather than the masters. Unwilling to address what bothers me, allowing anger to fester and haunt me. Granting authority to my enemies, disowning righteous potential and godly identity. Harboring an unwanted vengeance, an untreated scar creates spiritual blemishes. Walk with me, Lord, down this dark path. 
Convict my intentions so the sun won't go down on my wrath. I surrender my offender to the spiritual authorities. Anger can exist, but follow sin as the emergency. Therefore, I choose to forgive while removing the unwanted debris. My sentence is served, and I'm thankful to be free. So that's a poem that I wrote years ago, addressing anger. Wow, that's good stuff. So, hashtag spiritual selfies. Snapshots from the inside out. So we're not only taking the physical stuff. Right, right, right. We're taking the character issues. You guys can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles. Go ahead and get this book. Um, it's Spiritual Wealth. Um, I'm so happy of the response of it. Um, people have been buying it. And um, I think it's, it's a need. It's a need to read. Amen. Well, I'm so thankful that um, you came all this way to be on Sugar Talk. Came a long way. Nobody <laughs> pulled me over. I'm I hope not either. Mm-hmm. We don't want that. So, Lenny, tell us where um, people can find you on social media. Well, again, on Facebook, um, you can like my page, Glenny. Um, that's G L E N N Y Z Moore. And then on Instagram for Glenny Moore Books. Again, you can get the book on Amazon online. Barnes and Nobles, iTunes. Um, next week, uh, June first, I will be at John three sixteen Christian Bookstore um, on Annapolis Road, Lanham, Maryland. So that starts at eleven o'clock. Um, I had my first book signing last week. All right, yay! So awesome. this is new for me, and it was um, an incredible event. And just again, signing books and spreading spiritual wealth. God is good. It's beyond me. Some of this stuff, I don't know where it comes from. The Lord gave it to me, so I'm giving it away. Amen. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, Well, again, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. Sugar Talk. Sugar Talk. It wasn't too tough, was it? No, no, it was tough. I'm sweating. (laughs) sweating. It wasn't too tough. Well, you know, you're always welcome to come back on the show. I would love to have you again. Um, Come. I know that you do some comedy as well. So. Oh, yeah, we got to bring the comedians. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, this is, we cut up in here, so okay. we like that kind of stuff. Um, guys, next week we will have a, a Alyssa Hyman on the show talking about mental health in our community and the stigma behind it. So please join us. Make sure you like us on Facebook, um, subscribe on YouTube, and follow us on Instagram. And share the video. Share, share, share the video. Share it, share it, share it. Share it. And listen, um, I'll put the links down in the bottom. I will uh, make sure that you can uh, grab the book. And Tracy, I got you. So, all right. Tracy. (laughs) All right, guys. We are out. Peace. See you next week.